he'll make it all right. Whatever you want. God is able. Whatever you need. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget, uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make the service, so don't forget about that. I always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, GiveLify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, we thank you again for last week and bringing us through with your grace and mercy. Lord, look forward to a new week beginning. We ask now for new power, <clears throat> new anointing, new favor, new presence, and peace for whatever we have to face for this week. Oh, God, we love you and we thank you. Lord, bless this week. Feeble servant that I am. Give me your strength, Lord, and power from on high, Lord, for a word to be said, a message given. Someone be blessed wherever they are. Let those under the sound of my voice know that Jesus is still alive. He's still on the throne. He's watching out for us. Now, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. O my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Still in the Book of Acts series, uh, get your acts together, uh, having an incredible, wonderful time of fellowship in this Book of Acts. Uh, some said Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Spirit. I said they are both, but uh, Acts written by Dr. Luke, and uh, we're getting past uh, the first part where it deals with Peter and the Jewish faith and getting into to the part of Paul, Saul, Paul, and uh, the Gentile uh, uh, revealings uh, are coming as well. Paul, of course, Saul uh, is going to be speaking to the uh, Israelites, the uh, Romans, and the Gentiles. And, uh, so he's going to be doing a whole lot of the grunt work as we move forward in Acts. But Acts chapter 9 is where we claim we claim our attention today. Acts 9 and 31 uh, is one verse today, a big verse, uh, dealing with the first century church. I'll be reading from the CSB translation, and we ask you to follow along with whatever translation you have. Should, uh, certainly have read this already and um, gleaned something from the text. Uh, thus far, but chapter 9, verse 31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in 
numbers. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. So the church throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria had peace. And last part, it increased in number. I just want to tag this text this morning briefly as sermon, sermonic notes. Uh, God, don't play that. God, don't play that. In the 80s, there were the 90s. Uh, in the 90s, late uh, 90s, there was a comedy skit TV show entitled In Living Color. Created by the famous family uh, Keenan, rather Keenan Ivory Wayans and the Wayans family, and, and on the show there would be different skits portraying different characters, and one such character was one called Homie the Clown, and his whole premise was that if you did something to him or said something about him, his favorite phrase was "Homie, don't play that." So if you went against his philosophy and his beliefs about himself, he would just plainly say, homie, don't play that. Meaning that he was not doing whatever you wanted him to do. His belief factor didn't allow him to endeavor to participate in whatever it was that was going against him well if i may borrow that thought behind the phrase during this journey through the books of acts so far we have witnessed the birth of the church and ultimately what god will and will not put up with from his people what he will and would not allow to go on in his church jesus gave us the great commi commission and in order for the church both collectively and individually to be blessed is that there must be obedience to what Jesus says in his word. Here in the text, we see that the first century church is obedient to what God and Jesus has commanded. We see that the first century church had been through persecution, but the grace of God had seen them through the roughest Parts by converting Saul, the uh, one of the initial persecutors of the church, converting Saul into a missionary for the way. The way is the title of the movement by which the Christians made their uh, announcement that they were followers of Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the way. So they named themselves the way. And so in the midst of the persecution, the trials and the destructive forces we see that had come against the church, we found out that the grace of God allowed them first, let's look at this first, three quick sermonic notes and points to give. First, they had rest. You look at 31a, so the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace. And this peace was a rest. It was a respite 
between all the persecution they have suffered, as we read in the earlier chapters that they had killed and murdered Stephen, that John and Peter had been brought before the courts and they had been through trials and tribulations and threat of death and what not and here for, and here they are, still surviving by the graves of God. Now this rest means several things that there was in this period, yet they had been through all of that, yet here they still stand. There was no inter inner turmoil, meaning that the church got along with each other. Now there was some differences in that allowing Saul, and again, this is three years, historically three years later from his conversion, but we see that the scripture says throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, where they had performed and were performing the great commission stated by Jesus, go ye therefore and teach all nations. They were doing that. But there, this, this key point, there was no inner turmoil. Most churches can't survive. Most, most of our denominations can't survive because we have too much uh, dichotomy in the church itself. We can't get along with one another. We can't work with one another. We can't build up one another because we're too busy tearing down one another. There can't be inner turmoil. In order for an organism to grow, it must be infection-free. Priest Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. In order for us to get going, must not have inner turmoil. Then no persecution from without. I mean, during this period, as Saul had been the greatest persecutor, and now he was on the home team, now they seemed that side of the ball had seemed to lost some of the push for persecution. So there was not as much without Paul Saul as before. But even yet, see, I believe and subscribe to the fact that sometimes you need outward persecution in order for something to grow. That's what you look at your life. Look, look at our lives. You, you weren't growing when things were going well. You grew when things were going against you, when things looked like they were going to fail. They were going in the wrong direction. You were growing. You were doing your most faith building right then. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the church had done. The church, although it had been pressed from every side, pressed from outside, was growing. Now, you, you know that. To get the anointing from a Christian, you got to press. Just like getting grape juice from a grape, you got to press those grapes. To, to get a coal to give diamond, you got to press that diamond, that coal. To get the oil from an olive oil, you got to press that oil, that olive to get the oil. Same with a Christian and the church. You got to press to get that from what it is inside. Whatever inside is going to come on the outside. Yeah, you know some of us not made of too much because you can tell by how Folk respond, how folk deal with their problems, their situations, their, their uh, 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 persecution, their, their trials. You, you see what's on the inside. 
But some folk just up and quit. Some folk throw in the towel. But if you're standing on the promises of the Lord, yeah, you can see and make your way through this. Secondly, they were being edified. Look at 31b. And was strengthened. Means they were made, they were building. They, 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 they were, they were standing strong. They, yet, as yet, as I mentioned, going through some stuff, but it was making them stronger. Several key things in there was they are instructed in the apostles' teaching. You remember chapter two, and he said they were the apostles' teaching, abiding by the apostles' teaching. Apostles' teaching was also something it mentioned that they helped one another. So they helped one another every day, holy living as defined by the Lord. <laughs> now we got a lot of folk trying to live right. We got a lot of folk trying to uh, be right. But holy living requires a change of your behavior and and your attitude. And you can't have strong feelings about God, but still living your selfish life. That's why they said they were being edified. Building up, made stronger, wanting to be strong in the Lord. You got to make a decision if you're going to be in the Lord or not. You're going to be on the team. Full of faith. You can't have a bunch of folk who are not strong in the Lord trying to help build the church. <laughs> Sadly, most of the time, they're the ones who are trying to be in the church in leadership. Those who are not strong in God, trying to help build God's kingdom. <laughs> Go figure. But they were being edified. They helped each other. Every day, holy living as defined by um, the Lord. And we need that as I move on hurriedly. We we need to live holy every day. That's part of the edification process is living holy. We building ourselves up in the Lord. Because he requires that from us. Got a lot of folk around here playing games and giving shame to the name of Jesus. But if you were a believer, you need to make sure that you are living a believer's life. And thirdly, they were godly. 31C, living in the fear of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but we've lost some of that reverential fear from the Lord. Living in respect. Living in the strength of the Lord. We've lost that. We used to, Big Mama and them used to live that way. They, they feared God. It was a healthy fear. But if you wanted to live in the other fear that he will strike you down, you, you can live in that too because he can. Power of God is unlimited. But we should live in a respect of God. That, that means my life should be a reflection of what I profess it. To be, if I profess to be a Christian, then my life should reflect that which I believe. 
part of that believing is living in respect. Because I respect God, I don't do some things against God. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I live in respect of the Lord. That's what we've forgotten about. We, as a church, have forgotten about the respect of the Lord because we're doing whatever we want to do and how we want to do it. Should be a reverential, reverent respect. It means we are carefully obeying God almost to a fault. Everything he says to do is what we should be doing. It's careful obedience. When you obey the ministry of the word and the ordinances that God has prescribed causes increase in grace and spiritual knowledge. Oh, my brother, we lost that respect. They were godly. They understood that God, and then they had seen Ananias and Sapphira struck down just by lying on the Holy Spirit. So that was a reference. We don't have that no more. We, we just we go on about our life. We do whatever we want, when we want to. Don't care what the consequences are. We, 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 we don't look at the consequences from God. We don't care. We do as we please. When we want to talk about Christian folk, our sinners can do whatever they want to. They not saved, but Christians maintain reverence with the Lord. So we must maintain that in all times. But he is looking at us. He he does see us. He he he's he's there. He he knows what's going on before it goes on. But we got to keep a reverential. Respect for the Lord. I fear the Lord. I I remember growing up, my father struck fear in the lives of me and my siblings. We we knew that man meant every word he said. We've forgotten about God just because he don't do it today. He he means every word he says. We must maintain same viewpoints. Um, because we hold the myriad. The meteorologist in more respect than God. The meteorologist tells us it's going to rain. We grab our umbrella. Because we believe what he says. We, if you can best believe what God says is going to happen, it will happen. <laughs> you just need to be ready for it. When he does well, my brothers and sisters, beloved, there is a lesson. At the first century church, um, teaches us for now. That is the lesson that we must hold God in reverence in whatever we do. Because God don't play that. There's a play that business that some people live hypocritical lives. God don't play that. So the church tells us today that the results of their obedience and sacrifice 
was that, and lastly, they were growing. They were being blessed because of their obedience to the Lord. And that's what we have to have today. Because we look in the scriptures and we see believers were multiplied. Believers had established their faith. So they were contributing out of their own resourcefulness from their own lives. That's something for somebody under the sound of my voice. Before you can contribute to the church, you must first contribute to your own growth. Before you help build the church, you must build yourself in the word. Some folk have twisted this thing. They think they can come in to church, live any old kind of way, live any kind of lifestyle, and come and be a blessing to the church of God. Well, all we're doing is discouraging other folk from coming, joining in the way of life. So before you start, you got to start on yourself. Start building yourself, equipping yourself for the work of the ministry. Because you don't know when God's going to count on you. You don't know when God's going to call on you to be a blessing for someone and you need to make sure that your life is right. I know I'm right about it. So the first century church had learned that they edified the Lord. They rested in the Lord and they reverenced the Lord. And we need to make sure that we're doing all of these things so that the church can grow on. So let us be real about the building of the kingdom. Don't be concerned about your problems. Don't be concerned about your mistakes. Don't be concerned about what others say about you. Because God don't play that. He will do just what he said. He will dry your tear-stained eyes. He will make ways out of no ways. He will put running in your feet, clapping in your hands. Don't come to his house looking down. Don't come to his house looking discouraged. Because God don't play that. He's been too good. He's been too kind. He's been too merciful for you to turn back now. Keep on leaning, keep on praying, keep on trusting, and never doubt 
Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, you would like to get to know him better and get saved and allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get praise on at house of org, or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team i will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in christ we love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said to be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you say. Uh, I made it.